Flying Bull Productions presents Laugh, Literature, and Film. I'm your host, the L Train. Over there is another host, Mr. Two Frames. Howdy. We're coming at you with a uh, laugh number 98. 98. And this is a very special uh, show for us. We had the opportunity to uh, talk to the filmmakers of the movie that we're reviewing this week, the independent psychological thriller Altered Mind. It's about Tommy Shellner, a desperate, tormented horror writer who must unearth the family secrets before his father dies or lose the chance to prove his sanity. This film stars the gifted actor Judd Hirsch as the celebrated psychiatrist Dr. Nathaniel Shellner, the patriarch of his troubled family, Ryan Onan as the anguished adopted son Tommy, and C.S. Lee in a key emotionally packed role as his brother Harry. This film tackles issues of family dysfunction, the various forms of post-traumatic stress disorder, and the concomitant themes of guilt and repression. It asks questions about the relationships between parents their adult children and uh, siblings. Yeah, and our audience has the chance to go watch this film November 20th. It's dropping in 10 cities nationwide, uh, video on demand, and via iTunes, Amazon, and all those other streaming services. This movie for me was very theme-based, and I found that I enjoyed talking about it as much as I enjoyed watching it. But I wonder what your thoughts are on the movie, Mr. Two Frames. I enjoyed the film. Uh, For me... I, I like all the layers to it because you could just say that uh, this is kind of classic tragedy, right? It's one setting, uh, one day, and one central conflict. So it fits the, the classic rules of uh, drama. So I like that approach to it. The acting's pretty good overall. And again, how you want to approach this story. I mean, you can just say it's a story about a family. You can say it's a story about a family with adopted children. You can also say it's a story about a psychiatrist treating his patients who also just happen to be family. Right. So, so I mean, it has all these different approaches. And treating or potentially mistreating. Yeah. And that's, that's the central question of the movie as it moves forward. It's interesting that you mentioned uh, Greek tragedy um, or Greek myth because this has been quite the odyssey, apparently, for the filmmakers to put out on the screen. It's been uh, in the making since, I think, 2005. It was filmed in 2011, and now they have the opportunity to, to get it out for our viewers to enjoy, or our listeners to watch. And uh, I think it's one that um, they would enjoy tackling mm-hmm. because it deals with those deeper themes that you mentioned. Well, and the other thing is, even though this is an independent film, it was made for a budget of only about a million dollars. It still looks really good. I think they filmed this with the Red Epic, which is a very high-quality digital camera. And with this digital revolution in cinema, it's brought down the prices of cameras. So, you know, before to get a film to look this good, you'd have to have a quarter of a million dollar camera on set, plus whatever the lenses cost. And that's just outside the realm for most independent filmmakers. But now you can go and you can rent a camera of this quality for a very reasonable price and create a wonderful looking film. Yes, this is very rich and textured. And uh the nuance of the of the cinematography is matched by the performance of the actors. And the the writing is very there's a very deft uh, approach 
so you can you can really see as you as you say the production values sh- go through the entire movie. I was impressed with the sound design. I got to watch it on my uh, iPad and I listened to it with headphones, and I found that the intensity that was represented in the uh, the sound design was something that really intrigued me. I'm not normally a person that pays much attention to sound in movies, but uh, it was sort of front and center. You can see it in the trailer as well, or hear it, I guess you should say, or I should say in the trailer. The sort of focus on detail is what elevates this movie. You still have nightmares, Julie. I think I've gotten over your ghost stories by now. What if I was to tell you that they were real? It's like this whole house is part of some experiment. This is our home! And you... This is called dissociative amnesia. You need help. We kept you in the dark like the rest of us. Just need to believe that nothing went wrong in this house. How would I know that space if I've never seen these pictures? That place was sealed decades ago. I know that room. I know that room too. Somebody please tell me what the hell is happening. MK Ultra. I was a lead psychiatrist. No matter how deep you dig. The only thing you'll find is more lies. Hey! I'm not the monster in the closet with the electrodes and the drills. Oh, my God. What are they for? Torture chamber? Our kids, when we found them, weren't they past the breaking point? This is a joke, right? It was never a story, Tommy. Stop this! Please tell me what I need to know. Did you experiment on our children? You know, PTSD is a very serious problem, and it's not just something that affects soldiers. And this movie highlights that it can affect children. And it never felt like they were um, glad handling the situation. I think they were giving it the proper amount of respect and showing there are no easy decisions in how to deal with it, and quite possibly there aren't really happy decisions you can make in dealing with it. it you know, a lot of times you're dealing with the lesser of two evils. Right, and and what the psychiatrist does, in this case Dr. Schellner, is I think he, he tries to make people uh, less aware of the trauma that they experienced. So, in that sense, if you think about the the majority of the children that he has, one could argue that he's actually successful because it's not until Tommy, the uh, the son that suffers the most, begins to really question their past that uh, he can't. Uh, that it's not until that point where this character comes into the into the movie, do do the other children really have those uh, those effects? Really, I agree with you to some extent. I I think. If you look at their performances uh, from the other actors, they're definitely dealing with the after effects. I'm not sure that they're aware of it in the same way Tommy seems to be aware of his problems. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that was something I didn't realize until after I'd watched the film and started talking to you about it. Mm-hmm. This really is a great uh, beer movie. Go watch it and then, you know, have a beverage if you're over the age of 21 right. with someone and discuss the film because. We both had a very different takeaway from the film, and different parts of the film struck us. And as you would say, stuff it caused me to look at the film very differently. 
Um, it, it was it was much more layered than I initially gave it credit for, and it's grown on me over time. I think I watched it about ten days ago. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Did it have a similar effect on you? Yeah, because I I wanted to go back and and I was able to go back and watch it a second time, uh, and it's because of the themes. It's because of the deeper issues and the way that it deals uh, with the visual metaphors. Symbolically, um, there are again this is owing to the sound design and, and the production values, but there are some there are some striking images that come out that you have to consider in context of the film but then uh i mean they they add different layers and different levels different things to think about so i I agree with you it's very thematic and the the acting performances are stellar i think the actors themselves were impressed with the writing the script Mm -hmm. the dialogue it's very heavy with dialogue but then as i said the uh there are some things that they're doing visually in terms of cinematography that have big payoffs yeah in the end and i mean i know both of us are big fans of judd hirsch for his previous work on Tatsy, Ordinary People, lots of stuff like that. I knew C.S. Lee from Deadster, where he plays Vince Masuka, which is a pretty comedic role. Mm-hmm. So I was surprised to see him taking on such a, a dramatic turn, and it's a quieter part. He's having to do a lot more with his facial expressions and his eyes and very quiet moments in the film where you're you know, getting inside his head. So I was very pleased with the range that guy showed, and to have the opportunity to talk with him on the show was great. Yeah, we actually had the opportunity, as you said, to to talk to the to the main filmmaker, the the person behind it that was motivating movie formerly called Red Robin, which is now called Altered Minds. Joining us today is Michael Wexler, the writer, director, and one of the producers of the indie film Altered Minds. We want to thank you for joining us. We know. You must be proud of your efforts to get this film into theaters on the brink of it, and you're on the brink of distribution right now, uh, opening right. on 10 screens uh, in st- cities nationwide and through video on demand on Friday, November 20th. But um wanted you to comment on the long journey that you've had from initial conception or inception until now. Sure. Uh, you know, I, I think that uh, film is, film is a, 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 kind of uh let's just say a a an art form that can take many many long years and often does um it's very very rare at least in my experience and and, uh, the stories i've heard of films being made even no matter big films or, or films that are independently produced like ours um it's 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 rare when you know you, you don't hear something that doesn't sound uh, you know mythological <laughs> in, in scope, you know like a, a big odyssey. Uh, it's something that that uh, doesn't take a long period of time, and um, and that's not to say that every film, you know that that every film goes through uh, you know a long gestation. But in general, what I have seen and experienced is that. Uh, most of us, when, when we when we uh, set out to make a movie, would be very smart to say to ourselves, "Give yourself five to ten years." <laughs> wow. <laughs> and and I hate to say that because it just sounds like a lot of people are like, oh, "Who's got five to ten years?" You know. Well, that that's that's really what determines, uh, you know, whether or not you have the passion for whatever it is you're trying to make, because it, there really is a long commitment involved. So <clears throat> so, regards to altered minds. Which, by the way, I should say, uh, up until uh, this past August when we got um, distribution, was called the Red Robin. 
and uh, we decided it was too close, uh, obviously, to the, the name of both a, a Batman character and and a, a fast food franchise. We just did not want we didn't want to get screwed up when people did the searches online. And and plus, we actually really liked the new title uh, that we came up with. But anyway, uh, regarding Altered Minds, uh, my journey began back in uh, right right before the birth of my first son, which was in 2005. And that and, and I, I include the making of a movie, not just when you say action. I included like from the minute you, you decided to either option a script or in the case of myself, write the screenplay. So I started writing in 2005 and then I began probably in earnest um, self-deluding myself, <laughs> or I should say deluding myself, not right. self-deluding, to, uh, to actually – try to make it within, you know, uh, within about a year or so back. And that was in 2007 when I started uh, casting and I started looking for money and, and, and that hunt began. And it really, the film uh, went through a lot of different um, growing pains. And, uh, and, and I think uh, a lot of like almost, uh, almost getting made in this form with this group of actors and this group of investors so I don't want to say false starts, but <clears throat> a lot of filmmakers out there can probably appreciate and understand uh, that you know, it, it, you know, the, if you if you get it right on the first, you know, the first try, uh, and meaning you know you get all your money, you get your cast, and there's very very uh, little drama, and and it, it all kind of goes through. That's very unusual. Um, we went through about uh, two or three of those, and then finally um, things really started to uh, pick up for the project. Uh, near the uh, near the end of 2011, uh, when we cast Judd Hirsch in the project, right. and uh, Judd uh, was obviously, uh, you know, he's uh, in terms of our cast, he's the probably the most known uh, name in the cast. But he was um, he was somebody that I actually wrote the screenplay for way back in 2005 when I was when I was trying to come up with who would be the great actor. Uh, to play the role of this doctor who has um, taken all of these children from war-torn uh, countries and has raised them as his own, and, and is essentially psychiatrist has not only uh, healed them but has also um, taken away their pain. And I thought Judd would be perfect for that when I wrote it, and never did I think that Judd would actually uh, be in the film because how, that's that's usually – that's that's a a rarity when you're able to actually cast the person you wrote it for. So 2011, um, I went to his agent and I gave her the script and I said, "This is <clears throat> here's the deal. We uh, we we're making an independent film. We don't have a crazy amount of money at all, uh, and um, I think this is this is the kind of role that uh, I'd love to see Judd Hirsch uh, more in." you know, in, in the theater, uh, meaning movie theater, not theater yeah. theater. And, um, and, and, uh, I, I submitted the script to her and, uh, literally overnight she came back to me and said, I'm giving it to him. And then that, that, uh, really, uh, precipitated, uh, Judd reading and, and liking it and us getting together and, uh, deciding we could work together on this. So, um, really that the film began shooting in the end of 2011 and then we spent uh, uh, about six months um, editing the movie and getting it ready for the festivals. And then we had to go through, uh, you know, we had to go through that that um, painful process of getting 
a lot of rejections <laughs> before right. uh, before we actually uh, world premiered at the Montreal Film Festival, and and that was a great experience, and and that kind of got the ball rolling for us to get into other film festivals like Woodstock, um, some international, other international fe festivals like Oaxaca Film Festival, Glasgow Film Festival in Scotland, um, and a number of festivals in the United States as well, as I said, like Woodstock and um, Newport and uh, Palm Beach. And then, uh, you know, we wanted to, to use the festivals to start building a, an audience um, and, and start having a bit of a, a base uh, online base, you know, our Facebook and our Twitter and um, and then, you know, basically try to, at a certain point, feeling like we have uh, a, a good following, you know, essentially then go out to distributors and say, you know, take a look at our film. These are the festivals we've been to. Here are some of the reviews we've gotten. And, you know, here here's uh, here's what we're thinking in terms of release. And uh, and that brought, brings us all the way to uh, this summer when uh, Gravitas Ventures took a look at the movie and said, "Yeah, we're on board. Let's let's uh, release this. How about November, right before Thanksgiving? Since your film is about dysfunctional families, what better time to right. release a movie?" <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so so I mean, you know, there's. Uh, I think I, I think to you know to to, to answer the question about. Uh, you know the 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 length of it. Um, you know it's it's a it's a it's a process that you know in some ways sometimes as a filmmaker, you know if you feel like the film is kind of is is kind of calling the shots. You know, and your control over it is 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 not as much as you'd like. Um, and and other times you feel like you know oh no I'm 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 in charge here. I know what's going on. Uh, you know I feel like we 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 kind of. Uh, responded very organically to, uh, you know, how the film was received and and kind of waiting till we felt that it was getting enough of a reception, uh, you know, from festivals and from uh, critics who saw it in advance that okay, this is the time now to to try to go out with it. So now we're now we're in the uh, we're in the you know sort of the two minute warning mark. Right. Actually, really more like inside thirty seconds of, you know, the game. I don't say being over. I should say the the game really starting, um, and we're going to be releasing the film this Friday, uh, as you said at the beginning, um, in ten cities and theatrically and on VOD. So we're doing a uh, a Kickstarter campaign uh, to essentially to help us with uh, some of the distribution costs. And even though we have a distributor, there's still many finishing costs that. Um, you know, filmmakers have to bear. And so uh, we are, we've been running this for the last three weeks and we're actually finishing this uh, on Wednesday morning, uh, Wednesday morning, East coast time. Right. So, you know, and, and we've been doing well and we're almost where we need to be, but you know, I'm sitting here uh, when I get off the phone with you guys, I'm going to be back on my computer sending out uh, messages to every single person I've met in the last 47 years of my life. <laughs> <laughs> Our listeners can go to uh, Kickstarter and search for yeah. Altered Minds. Yes, absolutely. It's going to be on uh, VOD, on iTunes, and Google Play, and Amazon, and all the all the TV IVOD, um, you know, platforms. Um, and it's going to be also on cable platforms, VOD platforms. So the Comcast and um, uh, you know Dish Network, right. and pretty much pretty much if you if you have if you have cable or internet. Uh, you should be able to find altered minds out there. If Excellent. you can't, then 
definitely got to be, you know, maybe you're in Mars. I don't know. Maybe they are. <laughs> Unless they are doing VOD on Mars. I don't think we've gotten that sophisticated yet. They might. They might. They should <laughs> so that they can watch Altered Minds. Uh, we, uh, we really appreciate you being on the show. Absolutely. Anytime. There, Love to talk with you guys. It, it's, a, it's a wonderful movie, a wonderful film. And I know you have other projects coming up. Uh, we'd love to have you back on the show. This has been this has been a really a treat for us, and uh, we wish you the very best moving forward. Thank you so much, man. Real yep. pleasure. You guys have a good one. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right, so that was Michael Wexler, the writer, director, and producer of the independent film Altered Minds. Uh, did you know that more than or less than forty percent of all Kickstarter campaigns get fully funded? That saddens me. It's even. It's dramatically less than that for film and video. It goes down to 1%. Less than 1% of film and video projects on Kickstarter are ever fully funded. Wow. So how can I help this film? So you should go to Kickstarter and okay. search for Altered Minds. Uh, you can go also to altered-minds.com, and you can link to them there. But they only have a couple of days left for you to contribute to their Kickstarter campaign. And there are a lot of nice rewards out there for you if you're interested in seeing it um, or contributing to them one of the rewards is actually you get you can uh, have dinner with c.s lee and we almost did yeah because i was eating while you were interviewing him yeah I, I was uh very lucky to get to talk to him i know my sister is highly jealous of me when i told her about this opportunity and he was a great guest on the show so here's that interview we're joined by uh, C.S. Lee, probably best known for playing Vince Masuka on Dexter for eight seasons. And you're starring in a new movie called Altered Minds. Can you tell us a little bit about the movie and how you uh, became a part of it? Um, yeah, the movie stars uh, Judd Hirsch, uh, and uh, it is um, uh, very well supported by some great supporting cast. Um, the movie sort of about... Um, a family um, uh, that adopts uh, kids from around the world from war-torn countries. And, um, you know, they may or may not have been um, um, uh, subject to mind control experiments when they were younger to try to avoid these, you know, horrific experiences they had in their homelands. Um, but um, generation is amazing. Um, uh, and the supporting cast is great, and it's just one of those uh, films where um, you know it, it was a small budget, um, and um, the script was just phenomenal, and the director was you know uh, the, the writer director Michael um, <clears throat> was great, and and putting it all together with you know with the limited resources that he had, and um, you know it, it's uh, I, I saw the I saw the the, the second cut, um, apparently the first cut was a little long, but the second cut was very good and. Um, yeah, it turned out to be a pretty cool uh, little psychological thriller. Um, th your role in this film is uh, much quieter than how I knew you on the show Dexter, where in that yeah. uh, show your your character was much more dialogue-driven. This, uh, it's a lot about the quiet moments, uh, seeing the emotions play out on your face and you know feeling like we can peer into your head and see you dealing and grappling with all these issues. Um did you do a lot of research into PS or PTSD before doing this role or? No, no, not, not, not a whole lot. I mean, I, I think um, just, you know, with the script, you know, Michael had done all the, the majority of research um, and, you know, I, you know, I certainly Googled it and, and just you know, became familiar with it. But, um, you know, the, the, when I first read the script, I just thought it was a great, 
um, standalone script that uh, held its own. Um, and, and I didn't really, you know, it didn't really require for me um, to do a whole lot of research uh, into PTSD um, because all the puzzles, it, it was basically a puzzle and all the answers were within the script. Um, and yeah, it's, you know, it's a quieter, much quieter uh, character than what people know me as uh, Masuka on, on Dexter. But, um, you know, it's, uh, it's um, I, I really consider myself first and foremost a dramatic actor than a comedic actor. <laughs> um, you know, I, I came up through classic, you know, stage um, training and, uh, you know, plays, uh, you know, that was sort of my training. So, um, you know, we, we, we got training to do both dramatic and comedic roles, but I, I was sort of gravitated toward the dramatic roles. So, um, you know, so this was a great script for me. Um, I, I really wanted to be part of a story where um, it was, uh, you know, it was definitely Asian American. Um, you know, my background necessarily didn't have a whole lot of influence on um, on what the story was about, um, you know. So, um, you know, I'm always looking for projects like that because, you know, I don't want to beat the bush all the time, you know, <laughs> with my Asian heritage. This is Richard Lusk. How are you, sir? I'm really interested in the something you just said that the background of the character doesn't mean a lot. or Not that it doesn't mean a lot, but it doesn't play in as much to the rest of the movie. However, your role, I think, is the pivotal emotional scene in the movie. At uh, the end of the first act, maybe. And it, it's a really yeah. intense emotional um sort of exchange that you have with the old with i don't know if he's older or not with your brother tommy in the movie and i was wondering how you uh, approached that scene going into it well i mean i i think i think all the supporting cast has a hand in sort of the you know uh, the turn that the movie makes um um you know obviously i don't want to give away the movie but uh you know the movie starts out with uh, with only you know one character seemingly convinced that he's been you know experimented on by his father and, and that's that's the role that um, uh, Ryan O'Nan played and who who is brilliant by the way brilliant actor and it was brilliant in this in this film um, and and uh, and what you talked about um, there's a scene where I have uh, um, with Tommy where you know it it um, I I become you know confused and convinced as well. And, and um, you know, it's just when you when you're working with great actors, you really things seem to they fall together in the right moment at the right places, and um, you really don't have to work a whole lot. Um, I think obviously, if my character had a, you know a heavy hand in his background in terms of um, what you see in the movie, um, I might have done more research, but you know. Efficiency is, 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 a, is, I think, is a very important um, aspect of acting. And, you know, you don't want to do too much to uh, cloud what, what, the, what the writer has intended. So, you know, my, my, my take on roles is always trying to um, enhance what the writer had intended. And, you know, I don't necessarily want to um, cloud that up with, you know, stuff that I have researched uh, that may not be pertinent to the storyline. Mm-hmm. Um, this movie was filmed in a mansion in Pennsylvania. It was actually formerly owned by Dr. J. Yeah. Do you prefer filming on a location? Uh, does that help 
uh, you creatively, or do you prefer to work on a set? Um, you know, it, it, I, I, I do. I know I do prefer uh, on location just because, you know, when you're on a set, you see all the, there's so many things that can distract you. And, um, you know, just personally, just being on, on, on location, you're thrown in the scene and there's, you know, besides the camera crew and people that are standing around, it's like everything is there. And when you're working on a set, you have to use your imagination just a little bit more to uh, keep you away from the distractions. So in a sense, it is easier. And I think um, film, you know, versus like TV um, is easier because, you know, you have a lot more time to um, work on the scenes. Um, whereas in TV, you don't have much time. You're on a schedule and you have to bang it out. Otherwise, you know, money is, is all of a sudden being thrown out the, the door and nobody wants that, uh, you know, especially the producers, the network. So, um, so definitely film is, you know, I feel like it's a, a little easier in that aspect, mm -hmm. but at the same time, it's a little bit harder because film is a lot slower. So the, you know, you, the rhythm of working is, is just like, you know, you're 90% of the time you're waiting around and 10% of the time you're actually acting. So you can look at it both ways, you know, but, you know, but in that 10%, you have to be ready to go and ready to bring it. Does that give you room to ad-lib then? Um, you know, it really depends on the project as far as ad-libbing for me. Um, if, if the writer has done a phenomenal job, I try not to ad-lib too much because he's done, he's, well, first of all, because he's talented and he's done the work for me. And, um, you know, on, on a good script, a good, well-written script, an actor really doesn't need to do a whole lot except just say the words and, and uh, experience what the characters are experiencing. Um, oftentimes when the script is not so good or there's room for enhancement, then, then I will ad-lib uh, you know, to, to, to the point where I think is appropriate mm -hmm. for the project. So it really is on a case-by-case -case, um, you know, thing, so yeah. Well, I really enjoyed you in this film. Um... You really surprised me with your range because I had always thought of you just as a comedic actor, but now, I mean, seeing you in yeah. dramas, is there anything else coming out uh, in the near future that we can see more of you in? Um, yeah, I, I just finished up a, well, I was, it's still a little bit ongoing. Um, I, I'm doing a, a little uh, supporting arc on a new show called Power, and it's on Stars Channel. Mm -hmm. It's uh, 50 Cent's new show. Um, it's sort of the, uh, the opposite coin, opposite side of the coin of empire. So this is a, um, a show about, uh, drug dealers and kingpins set in New York. It's a drama, one hour drama. And it's just, uh, it's, uh, it's a great show. It's two seasons are out already. You can catch it on, you know, um, stars or, uh, you know, Netflix or, or, or any of those things uh, on demand. But uh, so I, I'm doing a little uh, stint on it right now. It's the third season. And I basically play a straight uh, Korean mafia boss. Oh, that's um, a... Yeah. So it's a, so, you know, uh, again, a different, totally different character from Masuka. Um, and, um, you know, I have a little slit, uh, uh, recurring role on Fresh Off the Boat as well, which is, you know, a brand new show on ABC uh, about an Asian American family that moves to Orlando. Mm -hmm. um, and that's more, you know, the comedy line um it's fun um and uh it's a, it's a fun cast and um 
um, uh, yeah, that's about it. I'm right now. I'm, I'm you know, I'm still looking for um, just you know, as uh, you're an actor, you're just you're freelance, you know, until you get uh, a, a, a permanent job. So um, um, I'm just uh, hopping around to sh- different shows and just you know, thankful for the work and and um, and um, you know, thankful to be working. That's you know, that's the bottom line. Um, where can your fans go to find you on social media? Do you have a Twitter handle? Um, I, I do have a Twitter handle, which, which uh, you know, I, I, I haven't used a whole lot, but um, um, I'm trying to activate it more. And the, my Twitter handle is uh, my name, C.S. Lee, the number six, um, and that's C.S. Lee 6, um, at C.S. Lee 6. And, uh, um, yeah, I'm just, you know, I, I'm not so – I'm not – that great about PR work and whatnot. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm probably, you know, one of the worst people at that, but, um, um, definitely when, when, um, when I have work, uh, coming around, I, 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 you know, love to plug the shows because, um, you know, I know that there's fans out there and, and, um, you know, I want them to see the, what I'm up to. So, um, definitely hit me up on Twitter, CSP six, um, at CSP six. And, um, yeah. Well, we want to thank you for uh, joining us on the show, and we want to encourage all of our listeners to go watch Altered Minds on November 20th. It drops in uh, 10 cities nationwide. It's also available video on demand, iTunes, uh, Amazon, pretty much any platform. So uh, thank you again for joining us, Mr. Lee. We really appreciated it. Absolutely. Thank you, guys. Once again, we want to thank C.S. Lee for coming on the show and helping to promote Altered Minds, which premieres November 20th in theaters across the nation, also video on demand and uh, via all streaming services. Yeah, I really hope the best for these guys. They put a lot of heart and soul into this movie. It shows on the uh, screen. I think you'll enjoy it if you watch it. If you do enjoy it, or if you don't enjoy it, you should give us some feedback. Where would they go if they were going to do that, Mr. Two Frames? Well, you can email us directly at the Laugh Podcast at gmail.com. You can tweet us at the Laugh Podcast, or you can find us on Facebook.com slash the Laugh Podcast. And I think we're going to try and have on uh, the director again a little later after some people have had a chance to go watch his film and maybe talk to him more in depth about the symbols and the themes and, yeah. you know, get some of that inside information about how they filmed it next week's show uh big show for us very big we cracked the three digits number 100 and we have a big announcement that we're going to make about the show about new formatting ideas that we have uh if we decide what movie we're going to watch hunger games mockingjay part two Mm. you excited uh yeah yeah i can't i i'm beside myself it's been a good year uh this is almost one full year that we've been doing the show now so i think we've learned a lot and we want to make some changes to the show to make this ever better if you have any suggestions please email us yep let us know what you think and go to itunes if you haven't subscribed to us yet if you're coming to us because you've are you interested in altered minds interested in hearing from uh mr wickler or mr lee then we'd really appreciate it if you also go support our show on uh, iTunes or at thelaughpodcast.com. So, for Mr. Two Frames over there. It's been a pleasure. I am the L-Train. Pox at Bonham, everybody. There be dragons.